we're back. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Matty G, here, as always, with Colby Patnode. Colby, what's happening? Not much, man. Uh, kind of trying to figure out what we're going to talk about today. You guys were slacking. Only made two trades. Uh, I know. Wa- waivers. There was some money spent. I'll say that. Like that's probably as far as I'm willing to go on that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what we're going to talk about the rest of the time. Uh, I guess it could be a super short episode, or I don't know. We could talk about standings. I mean, we're not even at the halfway mark. We're at like the third. Uh, you know, we're about a third of the way done. So yeah, just kind of a, a slow week on the, uh, you know, in the league and, uh, you know, based on what it looks like I missed on the chat, I'm happy to have missed that. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, it's kind of a slow week, uh, in the, uh, in the old league here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the guys for weeks consistently given us, Seven trades, seven trades. Yeah. And you had to think there was going to be a little bit of a, a ebb and flow going here. Sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll go ahead. We're going to hit the the two trades. We'll talk a little bit about waivers. And, um, you know, some I guess some weeks, you know, obviously we'll have more to talk about than others. And on those weeks, we'll give you guys a hour. And, and then, you know, on weeks like this, maybe it's closer to half an hour. But – We'll see. You know, it's not really an issue of time. Um, we'll just we'll just let the conversation flow organically, and um, and we'll see we'll see where things go. Um, sure. But before we get into the trades, you make a great point. Talk about standings. Willie Tinder is yes, still sir. undefeated, ten and zero, um, top of the standings. And then what you see, if you take a quick peek over at the standings, uh, seeds number two through five are all seven and three. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and then we got a couple of six and four teams. We got Brian, currently the sixth seed. Uh, you know, Mitch is currently seven on the outside looking in just based off of points. Um, and then you've got everybody else at the bottom here. So, um this week, for those of you who are on Willie Tinder watch, uh, this week he gets Isaiah. So will the streak the streak continue? Yes. Well, well, it remains <laughs> it remains to be seen. We will see, but you know, obviously, um, are we Isaiah, to the point where we could talk shit about people's teams yet? Isaiah, hold on, look, Isaiah does have car on by. Which is which is gonna be tough. It's gonna make it really tough for him. Yeah, to because because Will's not affected by by bye weeks really this this week outside of I guess Tannehill. Tannehill. So um, each guy's playing a quarterback down. I guess you're right. So I guess yeah. that's good. I mean well, I Yeah, this uh we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. I don't wanna say anything one way or another. I tend to agree with you, you're probably right. He he will at least likely get one win, but will he stay perfect? Time will tell. Um, you, know, you know what I'm thinking here, Maddie? Let's hear it. It's, I don't know if I could do it this weekend. Pretty busy weekend, hopefully. Uh, I'm thinking it might be time for a good old uh, Tower of Power. Uh, I haven't had one of those this year, but I feel like I have a pretty good idea of where guys stand and who's going to be at the bottom and you know, I, we just talked about, no, <laughs> uh, the crazy thing is as like, as beat up as, as Isaiah's team looks right now, he's only two games out of the playoffs. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's literally anybody's ball game right now. Um, with the possible exception of, uh, Mr. Brennan, but, uh, Hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity to go learn more about the Supreme court. Well, just suggestion. Uh, <laughs> No, but uh, still anybody's ballgame. Like I said, yeah, (laughs) we're all, I'm just taking out my Robbie Ray aggression on other people. Um, No, but it it really, it really is crazy. We're only a third of the way through the league. So uh, nobody's won this thing yet. Not even Willie and, and you know, nobody's out of it. 
But uh, I do feel like we're starting to get a pretty good idea of like who's going to be in and who is in a lot of trouble. But here's the thing about that, though, is just as soon as you feel prepared to crown somebody, you know, they, <laughs> this game they tra- knocks them on their ass. They, they make they make a trade that just leaves you scratching your head. You know, just as soon as you're ready to crown somebody, they go all in on the New York Jets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it feels it's, like shots fired at somebody, but okay. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough. I'm just saying, <laughs> you never know. Just because you wouldn't do something, that doesn't mean that there's there's not somebody out there that might be willing to do it. So yep. something to keep in mind. You know, um, that's a that's a crazy thing about trying to do a tower of power, trying to talk projections or predict the future, because because we don't control these guys clearly. Um, and that's why it's so fun. Cause you know, it seems like, seems like, you know, uh, more often than anybody might care to admit somebody makes a move and it just leaves you, it just leaves you scratching your head. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Scott service, you know, going to Robbie Ray against Alvarez, you know, um, you just scratch your head. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, in any case, I don't know if any of these trades that happened the, um, this week leave a scratch in our head. But let's dive into these things. Uh, you know, the first one we got here is TJ and Brian. Surprise, surprise. And uh, <laughs> TJ acquires Joe Mixon and Deontay Johnson in exchange for Leonard Fournette and James Conner. Um now of course, uh, it's it's difficult to evaluate this deal without thinking about what we just saw, sure. you know, this past week. Um, but in any case, what's your what's your um, what's your thoughts on on this deal here? I like it more for TJ, um... But I also get it from Brian's side. Brian had some uh, some wide receiver depth that he was working with, and you know he was a little bit concerned about his running backs. And you know this trade was made before the Rashad Penny injury, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and now it kind of looms a bit large. I mean, I I think if you're really like a Fournette believer, you can say, okay, well Fournette's as good as Mixon, and I'm mm, no, uh, but. I think they're relative. I think they're close enough, right? And so my guess is, is, is the way Brian looks at this is that he downgrades from Mixon to Fournette, but he upgrades from from Johnson to Connor. Uh, and I think that's a totally legitimate way to look at it. So, uh, you know, this is a lot about team build. TJ is kind of in a weird spot right now where he's he's down in the standings. I think he's in thirteenth, um, but he's he's made a ton of moves already, and and you know he's. he's in a, he's in a tough spot, you know, and he has to make moves like this and, and hope that Deontay, you know, finds something with, with Kenny Pickett that he hasn't really had for the last, uh, well, the last year of Roethlisberger and and so far this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they did play games after this and we know Connor got banged up pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I, my, again, my guess is just that, um, Brian had some wide receiver depth, uh, and he was looking to upgrade or protect himself as running back two in case Penny got hurt. Um, and so he went ahead and he made this deal and I think he probably feels pretty good about it, especially right now. And, and, uh, I, I think TJ probably feels pretty good about his end too. So I think I, yeah, I think you're right. As far as the deal here, you know, I guess the one point that that I would just want to point out is I remember we talked about all the trades that happened last week, and and when we talked about the deal that Brian made with Jake Smith, um, the one thing that stood out to me about that deal was, you know, Brian gave up, um, he gave up Montgomery, and and ultimately if I remember the deal correctly, he ended up, it, it, it ended up being one of those deals where I was like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know really why either one of you guys wanted to do this because, because based off what you're giving up, 
you know, one of them became more deficient at receiver and then the other one became more deficient at running back. And if I remember correctly, yeah. Brian became sort of weak at running back. This deal right here kind of feels like, and when I say weak at running back, let me be clear. I mean, just based off of depth and, and this deal right here sort of feels like he's trying to right his wrongs, you know? And so my thought is, is like, okay, but wouldn't you have rather, wouldn't, wouldn't you have probably had just been better off just sticking with the, with uh, the combination of, of Montgomery and Herbert in Chicago, as opposed to, to James Conner. And, and I'm not saying that be, just because Conner got hurt. Um, although I would have told you that, of any running back in the league, he's definitely one of the more likely candidates to get hurt. Him and Rashad. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but nonetheless, you know, we can't, you can't, you can't live your life, you know, in the past. And so um, as far as the deal that's, that actually transpired here. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's good. It's fine. But um it's definitely a bummer if you're in Brian's position and you trade for Connor just to see him get a little banged up. So um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll just, see how how this kind of. You got to think Brian's never gonna be, uh, you know, complacent. And if he feels like he's got a deficiency in his roster, then he's gonna be he's gonna be working. You know, he's gonna be actively working towards trying to resolve these things. So. Yeah. Uh, I just, you, you know, in a matter of a few days, Brian went and traded Montgomery and Herbert Chicago bears run game, Garrett Wilson, um, Joe Mixon and Deontay Johnson. And he got Fournette, Connor and McLaurin out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and then you also got to factor in the deal that he made where he where he sent out Debo. Right. So there's oh another move. Let me get my that, whiteboard out. <laughs> yeah, there's another move that he made that, that you Yeah, these could are all argue, within three days of each other. Yeah. You, I so. and I think I think I know what you're trying to to get at without without really saying it directly was, you know, it is kind of difficult not to feel like all of this activity has, has maybe kind of hurt his bottom line. Uh, let's see. And then he got McLaurin. I'm actually writing this out on a little whiteboard. I have to do thumbnails. So. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be the, uh, the shit shuffling of 2022. And it's not a three-team deal. It's just all of the players that Brian sent out in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, do you want me to – well, I guess we'll have to wait before we talk about this next deal. Yeah, I'm because, almost done. Okay. Thanks a lot, Brian. This is all your fault. Maybe, <laughs> maybe relax. Uh, all right. So last week, Brian traded Debo Samuel, uh, David Montgomery and Herbert, uh, Joe Mixon, Deontay Johnson. He got Rashad Penny, Terry McLaurin, Leonard Fournette. And James Conner. Is that man? I hate to say it. Is, is the first thought that goes through my head, respectfully, is is that it? <laughs> is that it? Seriously, that is that does not feel like that does not feel like. Well, he also acquired. Garrett Wilson, but he flipped him to Jake in the Montgomery trade. So he never really actually had him. He also did get Conklin for uh, Fab, but Conklin scored zero last week. So let's just leave him out. But yeah, that's it. So you you just kind of try and like match these up a little bit. Like Penny, I get 
guess Penny and Monty, maybe? I mean, I would Debo and McLaurin <laughs> is kind of how you have to do it. No, we'll do... Ooh. Yeah, I'd pretty say, much. I'd say Debo and Monty is the match. Debo and, and I, Monty is the match no, for no, no, what? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Never mind. Never mind. I don't, I'm not looking at the whiteboard, so I can't. So basically, the best I can do here is that it's... All right. I think this is probably the best I can do. McLaurin for Deontay. Okay. Okay. Fournette for Mixon. Okay. Eh, okay. Uh, Rashad Penny for the Bears running backs. I wouldn't have done that. No. Um, and then I guess Fournette for Debo. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Connor for Debo. Or Connor for Mixon, your choice. Huh. Well, one way or another, I'm not... I don't love it. I'll just say that, but that's just me. Yeah. It's just, it's tough to, when you have as many moving priests as Brian does, sometimes it's tough to see. A brilliant, a brilliant young lawyer the other night taught me something. It's not my trade. So. Oh, Matt, I'm not a lawyer. so, So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not my trade. It's not my team to manage. It's not my trade. My opinion on it doesn't matter. My take on it doesn't matter. Whether I'm coming at it with, with you know, rationality. I'm bringing the cold, hard facts, the inconvenient truth. That don't matter. Um, so, you know, it don't matter. I was, you know, I just wanted to share that, you know. Nothing matters. <laughs> All right. Well... Anyhow, we got one more deal, and you know exactly what it is because it was your trade with Mitchell. It just happened last night. So um, share with us your thoughts on the deal that you made with Mitchell. Uh, so, yeah, so basically through no brilliance or anything of my own, the team I have is finally starting to look like the team I, I thought would happen if everything maxed out. Um, you know, unfortunately it, it comes at the expense of, uh, of Rashad Penny again, uh, sincerely feel bad for the guy. He's incredibly talented and just, he just, it's not going to work for him. He just can't stay healthy. Um, so basically in the last, you know, few hours I've added the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks, the starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons, at least for a few weeks. And just based on the usage that we saw the last week, the starting wa- the starting running back for the Washington bad football team name. So when I when I start to look at what my team looks like with those guys, feeling like I I'm getting to a point soon where I'm going to be able to start all of them, uh, I started looking at my team and I really like where I'm at. With with the one exception, right? I'm, I'm never big on Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback too. Had a couple really nice weeks early, and I, I do think he's going to be better than he has been the last few weeks. I, I think there has been growth there, and Doug Peterson's really good with quarterbacks. So, um, but I felt like you know I have some running back depth now uh, because thanks again thanks to some injury and, and you know some I guess lucky picks at the end of the draft. Um, so I felt like I had some running back depth. I felt like I wanted to upgrade at quarterback. But the problem with with Trevor Lawrence is that because he only has a two game kind of like top level quarterback sample, if that makes sense, like two really good fantasy games under his belt, he's not as what's the word um, tradable as you might think, uh, just because the track record's not there. So I have to go around and say, how do I get an upgrade at quarterback, or at least what I think is an upgrade at quarterback for a player who has basically no track record of success. I go and find the other quarterback who has basically no track record of success other than a handful of games. That's Geno Smith. Uh, I, I do believe Geno. I don't think he's going to, I think he's like QB five right now or something like that. I really don't think he's going to be QB five, but he doesn't have to be is the point. Um, to me, I, I look at the numbers, the traditional numbers. I look at 
the fantasy numbers. I look at, uh, you know, things like expected completion percentage. Um, and he's number one in the league in that I look at QBR. He's top five. I look at passer rating. He's top five. I look at this offense and I say, this is something that he's not, he's not asked to do a ton. He can, we saw him made some great throws in new Orleans. Um, but he has total command of this offense. He can run a little bit. Uh, he can, uh, you know, he can make those big throws down and the offense is, is so simple, uh, that he, he's going to have a lot of built in quick, easy, uh, you know, completions. And I just think back to that, that time we saw Jared Goff be good, right? That one year where everything just clicked in that offense and Goff was a viable fantasy quarterback. And so I, I look at Geno Smith and I say, look, I don't see any reason based on what the numbers tell me, based on what film guys are telling me uh, about how good he is and how you know he's playing in rhythm and everything is totally repeatable and other factors too, like the Seahawks offensive line not being terrible. Obviously, the Seahawks have weapons. They're using their tight ends very creatively. I think Geno is going to be a top top 15 ish quarterback. And I feel very good about that. And obviously right now he's, he's top like five or six. I don't know what he is exactly, but uh, maybe eight because he had the bad game in, in San Francisco. And I just, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, wait till he plays the good defenses. And it's, he did, he played the saints in new Orleans, beat him up, played the Broncos. I saw maybe the best half of quarterback play I've ever seen against the Broncos. He was insane. So I, I'm a, I'm a believer in Gino. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to be top 10. I wouldn't be shocked if he finished there just because the offense is set up perfectly and he's running it very well. You got to give some respect to Gino Smith. I was wrong. Like I thought for sure they should have started drew lock. Uh, nope. <laughs> Swinging a miss there. And now Gino's played so well that at the very least right now, people are asking like, okay, how do we get him back for next year? And, and that's a different conversation we can have later, but Gino's been good. There's just no way around it. He's been a very good fantasy asset. Uh, and that's kind of the guy I figured I could get for Trevor Lawrence without with, and this is the key here without leveraging too much of the depth I now have, particularly at the running back position, because so I did I, have another, I did have another deal for a, a better quarter. Well, a quarterback that certainly has a bigger track record. I, I would say better, but it would have required me giving up like Ken Walker and, a wide receiver, maybe another running back. And it's just like, I like my team. So I can either make this bigger deal for the bigger player, or I can pick a guy that I trust that I believe is going to be good. And I can keep the rest of my depth and not have to hold my breath every time somebody goes out of the game with an injury. So for me, what this was, this is about a total team build. And I just like my roster right now as it is. Obviously, I'm still going to try and upgrade it but I don't feel like now I have to do anything because I feel like I'm in a really good, a really good place to uh, protect myself from injuries, protect myself from bye weeks. Uh, I just feel like I'm, I'm in a great spot right now with how my roster looks. And that's why I decided to make this trade. Um, and honestly, it was the easiest negotiation I ever did. <laughs> Sent an offer to Mitchell. He told me, man, that's really close. I got to think about it. Five minutes later, boom accepted and uh, we had a good laugh about how easy it was to get get the trade done um and you know i know mitchell's got unfinished business with trevor lawrence i know he has interest in cream hunt uh so i just i decided to uh, to give it a shot and i'm really happy with how the deal uh went down so uh, i'm happy with it I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts i know you hate geno smith but <laughs> uh, i'm interested to hear it for me but you know just to say it one more time and then shut up it was, it was really about the build and how much I like my roster now because of the return of like Robinson and, and the injury to Penny. It, it's just about trying to have a roster that I like from top to bottom. So that's why I went ahead and made this trade. So, okay. Could you, could you share what your thoughts are though about moving from Hunt to Singletary? Yeah, uh, it's a downgrade. Um, that's, that's for sure. But Cream Hunt, I feel like, is a guy who basically he scores a touchdown. He's good. He has a good week. If he doesn't, he's not. He also has Nick Chubb there. Uh, he's never going to supplant Chubb. I guess Chubb could get hurt, but there's only so much you can wait around for. Like Kareem Hunt's a good running back. He is a you know mid running back too, I think. Uh, maybe upper mid. 
So yeah, I mean, I definitely downgraded there for a guy who's the backup running back, quote unquote. He's a pretty safe bet to get like thirteen to fifteen touches. So that's not nothing. But again, you know, I do get Devin Singletary back, and Singletary's been fine this year. Uh, again, you know, he's we're talking about ten touches, eight touches, uh, eighteen touches, fifteen touches, seven touches. So Singletary is definitely a downgrade. But again, because Singletary is essentially right now my running back five. I feel okay about that downgrade. Sure. Okay. Well, actually, I didn't bring that up. I didn't bring that up to suggest that I even think that it's a massive downgrade. Um, I think that I think both of the running backs are are interesting, and especially because um, you know there's only so many running backs that you would even say that about. Yeah. Um, but you're, I mean, it, it sounds to it sounds to me by listening to you talk about this that it's mostly about the quarterbacks, um, and you know it, it might surprise you a little bit to hear me say this, but uh, you know, I think that I think that Gino and Trevor Lawrence, it's interesting because because frankly, it probably is a lot closer than than anybody would think, and what I think is also the most interesting is when I look at it. And I, and I look at, you know, especially for the immediate future here, the schedule for Gino. And, and then I go and I look at the immediate future and the schedule for, for, for Trevor Lawrence. And, um, and, and sure, it opens up a little bit more, especially as he approaches his bye and, and gets out of the bye week um, for, for Trevor Lawrence. But, but for the immediate future, I would I would rather have Gino. Um, I like his schedule more, and um, and we already talked about this the other night at at uh, at the pub during Sunday Night Football. But you know, I think there is definitely something to be said too about the fact that that Gino does have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett at his disposal, yep. and and that definitely helps as well. Um, so, you know, all things considered, it's it's interesting. You know, I don't actually I mean, I think I would probably say my the way I look at it is I'm going to give Hunt a slight edge perhaps over Singletary, and that's mostly just due to the fact that I think that his workload is going to be more consistent. Yep. Um, I'd agree. But as far as QB I probably give Gino the edge over over Trevor Lawrence because I think that Gino's weapons are better. He's been more consistent this year. He's played better, um, and I just like his schedule more, and especially for the immediate future. Um, so you know, it's an interesting deal because just based off name value alone, you wouldn't think that it would be it would be very compelling. Um, but when you actually take a, another look at it, uh, it's actually it's actually more interesting than than it would appear at face value, you know. Um, so that was that was sort of that was sort of my take um, on on that trade, and that does it for our trades, if you can believe it. For <laughs> at least for this week, um, you guys slacking. But we have a lot of a lot of sort of interesting. Um, or, or like you said, I guess maybe maybe interesting is the wrong word, but but a lot of a lot There's of a fab. lot of money spent. Yes, yeah. a lot of fab. You know, Brian had a huge stack of a fab um, budget that he decided that he was going to throw some money out there um, this week, and 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 overall there was just a lot of, of transactions in general. Um, let's see here. Uh, we can start with right here. All right, so noteworthy in terms of just money spent. Um, Brian spent $26 to pick up DJ Dallas. Um, obviously, that's going to be because of the Penny season-ending injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think at the very least, Dallas will see some third-down work for for the Seahawks so yep. um so he goes ahead and throws 26 on him um Brennan is obviously hurting for W's 
Um, so he goes ahead and he decides he's going to use some of his fab. He throws 20 at Randall Cobb, um, who might be old, but has been interesting, a little bit interesting, more like flex interesting um, at times this year. Um, more pickups from Brian Gaskin, Miles Gaskin for $8. We all know that that um, Chase Edmonds, or, or should I call him Cheeks? Cheeks. Cheeks Edmonds, Cheeks Edmonds. Uh, it looks like he has fallen out of favor with the uh, with the Dolphins, or or so it does appear after this past week. So so Miles Gaskin suddenly has potentially some appeal. Um, he also picks up PJ Walker, who's going to be starting for um, really indefinitely for uh, for Carolina. We all know the value of. QBs in this league, so he picks him up for 33. Um, and then the other ones here that went for actual fab money, Jalen Warren, $8 to Willie Tinder. And then um, Brennan spent 20 bucks a piece on Tevin Coleman, who has returned to Kyle Shanahan's offense and, um, and has just basically found his way immediately from from the road from the street into a committee um as well as some guy named gary brightwell who is a backup running back for the giants that scored a touchdown on uh in london against the packers um and i can only presume that this is um uh sort of like well, I, I, I'm only, I guess I'm presuming it's a shot in the dark. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, a dart throw hedging against Saquon Barkley's health essentially is yep. what it is, what it appears to be. Um, although and maybe I'm just wrong about this, but I'm not, I'm not convinced that, that he's worth 20 fab, but, um, did, was there even another bid on him? There was there was another bid on him, but it was zero dollars by Cam. So, so in any case, maybe there's something going on there that I'm just not aware of. But any of those pickups, does anything that happened this this waiver wire Wednesday stand out to you as interesting or otherwise noteworthy? Um, you know, Brian finally throwing around his uh, wad of cash he's been collecting. Um, you know, goes heavy on PJ Walker. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing him this week. I know he didn't have a quarterback too. So now he's, he's got a quarterback to play in a super flex. Um, might have some trade value after this week too. Uh, we know how, you know, horny some teams can be for quarterback play. So if he looks decent at all, uh, could be something there. DJ Dallas is interesting. I think he's probably going to get some uh, some third down run, but I do also think people need to remember that Travis Homer is the third down back, and he is uh, still weeks away. So I mean, it's it's not like you know he needs to be added right now. So Dallas is definitely the the backup in Seattle right this second. Uh, Brightwell, that's I, I don't get that one. The guy scores a four yard touchdown, and all of a sudden he has to be owned. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Um, yeah, Coleman, I thought was really savvy. Uh, not savvy, but like, I, I like that Brennan was aggressive on Coleman based on where he's at and Cobb for that matter. So, uh, you know, on top of that, I would just say I'm, I'm happy that Brennan was aggressive at all, uh, kind of recognizing where he is and, and knowing he's got to take shots that that's good. I mean, that's, that's how, that's what you have to do and he's doing it. And so I applaud him for that. Um, but yeah, you know, a Gaskin could be interesting. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Nobody else put a bit on Gaskin. Um, thought about it, eh, decided not to. Um, and then, yeah, just a bunch of $0 guys. Uh, Cam has to pick up, uh, Eric Sauber. I think it's Sauber. Is it Sauber? Is it Sauber? Uh, is it? Yeah. Sa- because, Sa- 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 Sorbet? Sorbet. There you go. Sorbet. Um, Eric Sorbet. Yes. Uh, because, Obviously, Waller left Monday Night Football with a hamstring injury, so that's not good. Uh, you know, Jake gets his his Russell Wilson cuff uh, because Russell is hurt and also not very good. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, you know, pretty much it. Well, yeah, neither I, is Brett Rippin. 
That is a fact. Yes. <laughs> Brett Rippin's going to look good in that Seattle Dragons uniform in, in January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he'll have to beat out Johnny Manziel first, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Matt, I want you to make me a promise right now. Let's hear it. If Johnny Manziel or Tim Tebow or Matt Leinart or any of those guys, like a college star, signs up to play quarterback for the Seattle Dragons or whatever their team name is, you have to come to a game with me. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I didn't pull Matt Leinart out of my ass. He wanted to play in the XFL last year. Did he really? Yep, he oh, did. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Jake Browning would be great. Who who was the quarterback last year? Oh, God. Brandon Silvers for the He's first. Not coming back? Three, I hope to God not. <laughs> He is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And that includes Gilbert Plath. Um, (laughs) Shots fired at Gilbert for no reason. Um, (laughs) Or is that more of a shot as wide receiver core, AKA Jake? Um, But uh, no, he was terrible. And then actually BJ Daniels uh, was the backup and he came in uh, in the last game they actually played and he was great. Just running all over the place, juking guys. And it was awesome. And then, uh, he was set to start the next week, and then COVID shut everything down. Um, but they'll be back in a, a couple months, I think. So I think so February. Here's a, here's a question, and maybe you have the answer. Uh, there, were, Once upon a time, there was a quarterback who played at Eastern. Um, yeah, Vernon Adams. Where is he? He's in Canada, playing very well. Oh, geez. I was hoping he could come play for the Dragons. I guess yeah, that's out the window. Yeah, he had already, like committed to the CFL because I'm going to assume that the XFL was like, Hey, like this is exactly the type of guy we want in our league. Uh, cause he's fun as hell to watch and, and you know, he's great personality and all that stuff. Um, but no, he's, uh, he plays for the Montreal Owlettes, I believe, uh, used to play for BC, the lions. Uh, but now, yeah, he is, uh, he is still quarterbacking in the Canadian football league and he is, He's playing well uh, in the CFL. So just my yeah. luck. I'm th- just my luck. I, I come up with an idea, and he's the best quarterback in the CFL. Who would who mean, would know besides besides you? Apparently, uh, that's because I had the same idea you did. Yeah. <laughs> when the CFL first started, I was like, "Ooh, maybe this is how you get Vernon at." And then I was like, "Oh wait, no." Uh, let's see here. So last year, okay. So apparently, he's been hurt a little bit. Yeah. Oh no, he split his time last year, but he was also hurt. They didn't play in 2020. I think that was pandemic related. Uh, his last full season, he went uh, 283 for 431 for 3,900 yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, uh, 9.1 yards per attempt. So per completion. Yeah. Well, that plays in the, in the XFL. Dude, you've seen some of the quarterbacks that have played in the XFL? That's like elite. (laughs) We're talking Landry Jones. Like PJ Walker was legitimately the best player in that league. Well, the the best quarterback. So I actually think they should be looking at Keith Price and Jake Browning. Keith Price? Yeah. Where is he? I think he's an assistant at UW now, if I'm not mistaken. Not even playing football, huh? Uh, he played for like the San Antonio Outlaws or whatever of the US FL or whatever. Wow. Um, yeah, thirty-one years old. He also did play uh, for the, uh, the for the Lions, uh, BC Lions. But yeah, uh, I, mean, I think the biggest mistake the XFL made is I think they should have gone hard after Gardner Minshew the year that he, uh, he came out, I think they should have offered him like $2 million a year to kind of be the face of the, of the league. And to kind of like start this idea of like, Hey, the XFL come here, get paid more than you would on an NFL practice squad play. And then you'll be able to, uh, more or less transfer over. Um, I think that's what they needed to do. I also think they needed to go after, uh, graduate transfers, uh, guys who have graduated from college but still have a year of eligibility left, go pay them 
to come play for you instead of transferring to another school. Uh, but that's not what they're going to do. They're going to be, you know, minor league football, but I had fun. I went to every, I went to every Seattle dragons home game they had, which was two, I believe. So, <laughs> uh, but I had fun, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's not once you get past the quarterback, it's pretty high quality football. Seattle had a great defense. Um, and yeah, there's a few, uh, NFL guys, uh, on those rosters and, uh, case Williams, uh, played for Seattle. Uh, so did, uh, Keenan Reynolds. You remember him? Uh, BJ Daniels. Huh? Was he a Ram? Keenan Reynolds. Yes. No. Keenan Reynolds played for the Seahawks. He's the guy from Navy. Do not remember him. You remember Keenan Reynolds, man? I don't. What about where's jazz Ferguson? Uh, jail. I think no kidding. I think he like manslaughter or something like that. Oh geez. My bad. (laughs) <laughs> guess that uh-huh. idea is out the window let me see here he doesn't even have a wikipedia page oh no this is bad news okay so uh it doesn't look like he was arrested but i'm also when you type in jazz ferguson like arrested you get some things about ferguson missouri and like jazz musician killed so it's like okay well <laughs> yeah i don't know where he's at you know who I would? Ooh, you know what? You know who might be desperate enough for the money to play in the XFL? Who? Ready for this? Golden Tate. I'm for that. Golden Tate played minor league baseball in like uh, for like no money this year. So clearly, he's looking for something to do. That'd be cool. Yeah. I like Golden Tate. Yep. Well, we'll see. When does that season start? End of, oh, that's right. It's the end of, end of the NFL season, right? I think it's the two weeks after the Super Bowl. Okay. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But in any case, no, guys. I want, I want you to tell me who your number one pick would be at quarterback. The, they can't be playing in the NFL right now. But you can pick anybody else, any football player you can think of. We need Who's somebody. Alive. So we need somebody who is not with an NFL team who has some potential to to do a little something. Um, yes. Look. Keep in mind, by the way, I don't even know this tie. Uh, the head coach for the Seattle right now it says their name is Sea Dragons. We'll see if that holds up. Uh, the head coach this year, Jim Haslett. Yes, that Jim Haslett. Former Saints head coach. Wow. Interesting. Well, yeah, dude. You know Wade Phillips is the head coach of Houston? Man, they're they're upgrading their product. Heinz Ward is the head coach of the San Antonio Brahmas. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rod Woodson is the head coach of the Vegas Vipers. I already know (laughs) it's out of the question because... He would never play football ever again. But I like Jake Locker. But yeah. it's out of the it's out of the question. So yeah. I know it's out of the question. I think if it wasn't gonna be Jake Locker, I'm trying to think of of um QBs who are like, you know, just kinda low key. Can I throw some names at you? Let's hear it. All right. Josh Rosen. No. Not even well, good enough for the XFL. <laughs> no, Josh Rosen. I don't know. I just no. How about he just bounce around too much? How about Logan Woodside? Uh, I feel like did he play for the Titans? Oh, is he the back? Oh, yeah, you're right. I think he's the backup there now. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Who else? Uh, Any other ideas? Well, I was thinking... Uh, Definitely oh not Johnny Manziel. That's a no. Why not? This is the perfect league for him. How about... How about... Nathan Peterman. God, come on, man. Dude, about, you got to aim low uh, with this. So disrespectful. How you about... Have to, you have Jamarcus, to aim low. Jamarcus Russell. Talk about disrespectful. 
No, I listened to him. He get he did a podcast, and I think he deserves another shot. Okay, he can go and, play for the Vegas Vipers then. There you go. I just think that Jamarcus would be good for that for their product. All right. Um, it's, a, it's a redemption story. People people love that kind of stuff. How about uh, Cardell Jones? Is he doing anything? Wasn't he Wasn't he with them last time? Uh, not with this. Not with the Seattle team. But he was in the XFL. I just wasn't sure if he signed. He could be a. He could By be way, an interesting you, option. You want to hear something crazy? What? Taylor Heineke, Heineke, however you pronounce it. Uh-huh. He was the backup to uh, Jordan Tayamu for the St. Louis Battle Hawks in the XFL. He wasn't even the starter. Wow. So, so, yeah, every once in a while you can find a guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Drew Locke. <laughs> God. Uh, That's going to be I a no for me. Not even in the XFL, but you Would know you, what? Gonna, about, that, that, that's one. We'll 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 close on that. I have to ask ooh. you: Do yeah. you have any concern having trade for Geno Smith? What do you make of Pete Carroll's comments today about how Drew Locke is is right there, you know, ready to pounce? What what do you make of that? Always compete. <laughs> You no concern? No, I don't. Okay, be, I just wanted to make sure. They'd be fucking stupid to make that change right now. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I'm just, I just wanted to see, you know, Pete Carroll right. spoke, so I just oh. wanted to see. By the way, here's another name for you real fast. Alex Magoo. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he was with the Seahawks. Alex. He's quarterback. Alex Magoo. My God, you Google this guy. What a goober. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I still like the Josh Rosen idea. As long, you know what? As long as it's not, uh, I've already forgotten his name, that shithole they brought in last year, I'm fine with it. But oh. you're telling me you're not the least bit interested or curious to go watch uh, Matt Leinert try and play football again at 41 years old? No, but... I'd be more interested if it was Vince Young. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Vince is in the best shape, but... I was going to say, at this age, I wonder if Vince Young, at the at age 39, how he's how he's moving these days. Probably not great. Let me, let me throw one more name at you. Let's hear it. Tell me what you think. Keep in mind, the league would have to spend a lot of money to get this guy, and they might not want the bad publicity, but... Michael Vick. It'd be fun. Yeah, it sure it, would. It, it would never. It would never happen. It would never happen. No, no, no. Oh, you know who might happen. You know what might happen though, because he's such an attention whore. Tim Tebow. Please, not no. even joking. Please, no. We don't need that. They don't, mm-hmm. but you know, Tebow's such an attention whore that you give him the opportunity to be like the star player of a new league, he might take it. <sighs> If that happens, then then I'm boycotting the XFL. <laughs> Tim Tebow will whore himself out for only two things: Jesus and a camera. <laughs> and That's no, it. he he just really wants to be a quarterback, is the thing, you know. But he did try to make that comeback last year in the NFL, and Urban Meyer gave him a shot to play tight end for for the Jags. <laughs> yes, and, and we he, have that video of that terrible block attempt forever now. Right, and he got cut. There you go. <laughs> Rightfully so. Really though, oh, Tim Tebow, that man is blessed. You know, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to play football. You know, he can just. I keep know. Doing ESPN his will just keep throwing him money. Right, he's gonna keep doing his commentating thing. Why would Which you? He sucks that at, up? by the way. He's, but he's got a great gig. He's safe. Yeah. Like surprise, Tim Tebow sucks at that too. Who would have guessed? <laughs> um, but no. So there you go. Tim Tebow, Matt Liner, Vince Young, Jamarcus Russell. Did Jamarcus say he wanted to play again? No. He said okay. that what he said was that, you know, people talk about, you know, him potentially being the biggest bust ever and whatnot. He just says, with the amount of money that you make playing in the league, as long as you're smart with your money, 
you're set. You're fine. Yeah. You're going to be taken care of. So he's not worried about anything. So yeah, at least no. that was what he said. So cool. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to see him try and redeem himself, but isn't he like in his forties now too, or like 35, 36. He's got, like that? He's got, yeah, he's got to be getting up there. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell um, yeah. is 37. He's what? So, 37? 30, 37, yep. Okay, wow. I think what we're well, really saying here, guys, is head to change.org and sign our petition to have Vince Young play quarterback for the Seattle Dragons. <laughs> He's going to go from walking out on his on his Tennessee Titans to walking into the Seattle Dragons locker room. <laughs> Yes, sir. Bench Young, get him in here. Uh, ooh, Matt Liner versus Vince Young for the starting quarterback job. Whoever loses has to retire forever. Because <laughs> that's, that's such must a watch TV. Because they're not. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you might see the two guys actually try to lose the game <laughs> or try to lose the job. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Anyhow. All right. Any closing thoughts for the guys? Uh, no, you know, a little disappointed in the lack of trades. Um, you know, I, I managed to get one done. I just don't see why you guys couldn't. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, I feel like we're settling in here a little bit. Like I said, I, I think I'm going to try and do a Tower of Power probably next week for next week. Um, just because this week is kind of hectic for me right now. So, um yeah, I think I'll probably go uh, sometime next week. I'll do a Tower of Power for you guys. Uh, and uh, you guys can have fun with that and, and do what you always do with it. There you go. You heard it from the man himself. So with that, I'll wrap this thing up. It's your boy, Matty G, signing off, reminding you, as always, to fade the New York Jets and... Fade Matty G. He knows things. Go M's. Please, please, please win one of these next two games. (laughs) Go M's.